0: The Rooftop of the Rockies. It's Backbone Radio with Matt Dunn.
2: Here is the third hour of Backbone Radio, March 3rd, 2024. Indeed, yes, I have opened my new dental practice. You are invited. Should you be looking for a dental home ever? And, um, boy, we just have a good time. I've been at it for a lot of decades and done a lot of stuff in the profession. And I like to think I'm still early in my career. Anyway, 303-225-7575. Once in a while, it occurs to me to mention that. Going to talk about uh, white rural rage, according to MSNBC here briefly. Then off to the phone line action. Apologize, I just want to get this in at the start of an hour. And also, just point this out, yeah, Trump... uh, Super Tuesday coming up, going to bury Nikki Haley in an avalanche of delegates. Um, Trump ahead of Biden in the New York Times poll, 48-43, just came out. Trump ahead of Biden, 52-48 in the CBS poll, that just came out. So the establishment polls, all the polls, I mean, they just have Trump winning, walking away with all this. And uh, so they used to say, oh, Trump can't win in the general. Yeah, well... That was always a lie and now the mainstream media is finally you know allowing some reality in the polls. Trump's already won these states in the primary Iowa New Hampshire Nevada South Carolina Michigan Idaho Missouri um, some of them record setting like doubling tripling the amount of votes ever received in a primary in these states ladies and gentlemen so and uh, and by the way Trump is ahead of Biden in all the poll data in seven. The, the seven swing states, okay, and that's Nevada, Wisconsin, Michigan, Arizona, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, and Georgia. And those are substantial leads in each of those swing states. I guess the closest one is Michigan at only a two-point, but some of these are uh, like nine-point uh, discrepancies Trump ahead. So we are on track. We are on track. What are they going to try to do to get us off track and let them try? Let them try. I just don't think America's in the mood. Too many folks have awakened, have awakened to the reality of what is going on in the world. And, you know, I think it's, in a way, poetic justice, all right? Trump wins in 2016, has a great presidency, but the propaganda was effective on enough of the population. They were able to rig the deal in 2020. So they got their guy. They got Biden in there who proceeds to go out and be the worst president we've ever had and do what the crazy, insane ruling class people want and screwed everything over. And then, you know, we get another Trump again in 2024. In a way, you could say that there was that little interlude between 20 and 24. And maybe you could say America needed that. A few more people needed to wake up. But I like this, that uh, John Lennon, we led the show with this, but you just maybe, what if we heard that one more time, that we're getting a good look at how insane the maniacs are running the place, and we
3: needed to see this, right? All our society is run by insane people for insane objects, mm-hmm. objectives, now, he- and I think that's what I sussed when I was 16 and 12, way down the line, but I expressed it differently all through my life. It's the same thing I'm expressing all the time, but now I can put it into that sentence that I think we're being run by maniacs for maniacal mean uh, ends, you know. If, if anybody can put on paper what our government and the American government, etc., and the Russian, Chinese, what they are actually trying to do, you know, and how, what they think they're doing, mm. I'd be very pleased to know what they think they're doing. I think they're all insane. You know, but I'm liable to be put away as insane for expressing that. You know, that's what's insane about I
2: it. I think a spot-on commentary from keen political observer John Lennon. Yeah, we needed a little four-year interlude to see the insanity, the maniacism of the people in charge and, oh, how they could screw things up so more people could wake up, understand it, get this country back. Get this country back on track. You're seeing it happen. And the media, oh, they're, uh, you know, the collapse of the mainstream media viewership and their ratings and the numbers, I recited those in the last hour, uh, double-digit declines um, on what had already been declines, okay? People just not having the appetite for the fake news, for the propaganda. It's just not as effective. The propaganda is no longer nearly as effective as it once was in spite of backbone radio dispelling it all these years nothing gets by us we see through everything so how does the media respond well you know it's these white people these white rural people who are full of rage no they're not they just they just want to have a normal country they're the normal people they're tired of the maniacs on top the rage of the maniacs on top okay but listen to this professor what's his name tom scheller uh from uh University of Maryland comes out Thomas Schaller and every single point he makes here is pure unadulterated propaganda dishonesty but the point is is that the ruling class is full of rage that they can't control your minds okay and listen to this and we'll we'll respond to it point by point
4: Joining us now, professor of political science at the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, Tom Schaller, and journalist and opinion writer, Paul Waldman. Their new book, Out Tomorrow, is entitled White Rural Rage, the Threat to American Democracy. And Tom, we'll start with you. Uh, Why are white rural voters a threat to democracy at this point? You would think, as we pointed out looking at Joe Biden's background and Donald Trump's, that that the opposite would be true.
2: I mean, we lay out the fourfold interconnected threat that white world voters pose to the country, first of all. And we show 30 polls and national studies to demonstrate this. So we provide the receipts in Chapter six. They're the most racist, xenophobic, anti-immigrant, anti-gay geodemographic group in the country. Second, they're the most conspiracist group. QAnon support and subscribers, election denialism, COVID denialism and scientific skepticism, Obama birtherism. Third, anti-democratic sentiments. They don't believe in an independent press, free speech. They're most likely to say the president should be able to act unilaterally without any checks from Congress or the courts or their bureaucracy. They're also the most strongly white nationalist and white Christian nationalists. And fourth, they are most likely to dis- excuse or justify violence as an acceptable alternative to peaceful public discourse. So
4: you mentioned a lot of negative factors <laughs> about, about this, this demographic.
2: Man, is that not an amazing pile of dishonesty there as they are Vilifying white people and rural people. That is double stereotyping, that is double racism from these people. And the the list of the four things, every single one of them is just complete nonsense. But one, they say that white people are the most racist and xenophobic people. What they're saying is that the, the, the people in the heartland of this country are not interested in Joe Biden's wide open border. And um, you know, that's just kind of a common sense viewpoint, right? Like we're kind of getting tired of migrant crime and the rest of it and It's very weird for a country to not have a border, like has never happened. But the freaks on top want that. And so um, they have to pathologize the people in the heartland of the country as being full of rage and being racist um, to boot. But, uh, you know, obviously untrue. And then their second point, oh, they're conspiracists, you know. Yeah, um, meaning the, the white rural people apparently are not swallowing the conspiracy theories of the media, the hoaxes of the media. Yeah, they're not buying the Russia Russia hoax, which Mika and Joe on MSNBC, where that clip is from, have been perpetuating for all these years. I mean, the the true conspiracists are, of course, the folks in power controlling the media, which is in decline and collapse. Then they say, oh gosh, you know, it's they're anti democratic. The people in white rural rage filled America, really well. Uh, who just you know arrested Catherine Herridge from CBS? Oh, that would be your deep state. Who just nailed uh, is the Steve Baker from um, from the Blaze Network uh, for his his reporting on J uh, Six? Obviously, they get the, that all all backwards. And this, you know, the people that are most talking about democracy are the ones who are the most fascist, and those are, of course, the Beltway people. And then they they talk about oh well, they're prone to white national white Christian nationalism. Um, again, that's their canard. They're actually running with, of course, no traction on that. And uh, anyway. Go down the list on on the things that they brought out there, and what they're basically summarizing is that we need to replace these white people because we can't control their minds, and they don't believe our media propaganda, they're seen through our propaganda, they're awakening, and they're uh, they're not buying our hoaxes anymore, so uh, we must replace them and get rid of them with a wide-open border, and we must pathologize them and make them feel bad about themselves, right? (laughs) When it's uh, emanating from the sickness and the pathological people on top. Obviously, yeah, they want to replace you. They want worse things for you than that. That's that's fascism talking on MSNBC.
0: On your radio, smartphone, or smart speaker, News Talk 710, KNUS.
2: I can't seem to learn not to love you. You get to me time. You're someone I just can't say no to, and you're so good at changing my mind. Go down that wrong road again. Ah, Crystal Gale going down that wrong road again. Somehow that song popped into my mind. Thought I'd bring it in Ace Man or make that Blake Man. Mentions to me that Stevie Miller, the Steve Miller band's coming to town. Yeah, good old Steve, that guy's still going. Take the money and run, brother. (laughs) Space Cowboy, all the rest of it. Get on a 707. Social D's coming too. I think they're already sold out, which has filled me with chagrin. At any rate, yeah, that's, uh, by the way, is that the sister or the cousin of uh, Loretta Lynn? Sweet Loretta. Sweet Loretta. At any rate, off to the phone lines here, but just the the summary is, you know, that the elites cannot stand white rural people because they can't control them. They can't control them with the information. And they even say, oh, they're anti-democratic. The people that are trying to get Trump off the ballot in Colorado and Illinois and some of these other states, all that stupidity, they don't want to let you vote for somebody. They're saying that they're the democratic ones? I mean, propaganda. They're trying to say, oh, you're racist, you're xenophobic, you're conspiracist, you're anti democratic, you're authoritarian, you're 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 Christian. Didn't they say that you're in favor of violence? The people that were in favor of Antifa and BLM burning down this country, cities all across America, countless billions in damage say that, oh, Their opponents are the ones that are in favor of violence? Anyway, if you listen to that soundbite, just punch through every single bit of propaganda. And just so you know, I mean, that is the rage of the ruling class. That is the rage of the media. You know, they're not used to ruling the roost. They're not used to having their propaganda fall flat. They're not used to stepping on banana peels every which way they turn. And they're lashing out those pathological nasty pathological people all right phone action time eric the great american how are you my good sir out in stapleton dr dunn you great
4: american i have three fast things because i know you got millions waiting to talk to you
2: oh i tell you yeah it's crowded around here
4: big time as a black man I love white people. Okay, I'm gonna stress that big time.
2: Well, and, and it's vice versa too, great American Eric. And the elites want that to be a inharmonious scenario to control us, but we're not letting it, are we, Eric?
4: It ain't happening. And you not unify. In, you put uh, America
2: first, and everything unifies around that.
4: Very simple. Battle power land. Tell and you number two. I think this is so funny. Y'all was calling uh, that senator, I mean, that congressman running against uh, Harvey. I mean, Steve Garvey. Oh, yeah. Pencil neck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had thought of this. The radio talk show host, Joe Pags in Texas. You know him? Yeah. He's, uh, he, I love him to death. He's funny. He calls the ex-lesbian mayor.
2: Remember her? No, who who are you talking about there? Who's Pegs referring to? He's
4: talking about that mayor, the ex mayor in Chicago. Oh yeah, um, yeah, the lesbian lady. Yeah, he calls her
2: Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> she, she looks just like Beetlejuice. Well, you know, some might say that <laughs> these nicknames are unprofessional, but they are funny, and there should be a place for that, right? I mean, they yeah, call Trump the Orange Man. Tonight. And yes, yeah. oh yes, and the pencil neck, the engineering marvel yeah. of the pencil and neck. She's
4: she's got them Beetlejuice eyes, you know, them dark black spots like a raccoon eyes yeah, in I, Beetlejuice movie.
2: Yeah, she's no longer the mayor, but I don't I don't remember the her X name. mayor,
4: I, I emphasize.
2: Yeah, ex mayor. Mm hmm.
4: Yeah, and my last thing is serious, big time.
2: Let's get serious. I
4: think we we the people we need to ask. The question, how in the heck did Obama get so dang, god dang rich? He started as a community organizer? For God's sake. Yeah. Dunn, yeah, he did he well. He needs to be investigated.
2: So did Mitch McConnell. So did Nancy Pelosi. So did all these folks. They show up with nothing, then they become political people. And then somehow they're like living large. That's what it's about, I- isn't it? I I want Obama. That's who I want because you know dang well
4: if Biden as vice president, common sense was doing all that dirt in Ukraine with that oh God, you ain't getting this billion bucks. I got six hours until I leave. If that investigator's not fired, ooh, he's got fired. Obama knew exactly what was going on. Oh, exactly. Obama got money Obama's got money because of that too. He needs to be investigated so tough and so hard, it'll make his head spin if we turn around. I'll tell you what, Eric. I've always said this,
2: great American Eric, that if you could really follow the money in this country, the causes and effects of all the money and how it gets distributed around the beltway, I mean, there would almost be nobody left in the beltway. The American people would be so full of outrage. By the way, I had no less than five texts to studio saying, Laurie Lightfoot, former Chicago mayor, is the one that they call Pags calls Beetlejuice. So uh yeah. <laughs> so well, Eric, I'll tell you what, when, when when you check in, I mean the ears perk up. And uh just so you know, keep at it at the barbershop, shop, young man, and we love you from around backbone country. You're getting it done. Watch Trump's polling cloud. data. Rise with the Hispanic community and the black community and every community as you put America first, you unite everybody around that. Right.
4: I must tell you before I get off, Burrito Sunday next Sunday for you and Blakey Blake
2: Blake. Oh, we can't wait. We're going to bring appetites to the studio next Sunday. Okay. Eric. Yes, sir. Right on. Hey, and you keep sending those texts in. Oh, wow, there's the sixth Lori Lightfoot text come in. (laughs) We got that covered. Her
4: name is Beetlejuice
2: (laughs) (laughs) Lightfoot. Lightfoot Beetlejuice. (laughs) Eric, you are a legend. All the best to you, and we'll see you on Burrito Sunday, sir. And let's keep saying howdies. And Rick in South Dakota, Sioux Falls. Glad you're here, Rick. Welcome. Thanks, Dr. Dunn. How are you, sir? Hey, doing real well. Welcome aboard.
5: Thank you. Um... Long time no hear. Actually, we, uh, but we're sure glad to hear you on the internet. And uh, um, we need a good dentist here in Sioux Falls. Do you know of any?
2: Oh, I tell you what. uh, If you if you (laughs) ever check in with my office here, I know a few folks out there actually, and I could probably. uh, I know dentists all over America and good ones. So uh, if you ever, um, off the top of my head, uh, you know, we'll we'll just check in sometime, and and I'll get back to you. Yeah.
5: I'll do that you better that day i just want i just want you know we moved out here we were in denver for 20 years and we moved out here about a year and a half ago and um we just i just wanted to say that uh you know we've what we've seen with christy Nome um is much different than what we were hearing when we were in colorado when we moved here we moved back, back here to be with family um closer to family and stuff but also because south dakota looks good looked really great and looks and is great but um we're in from North Dakota so be around family right and that's the question
2: things- is would Nick uh, would gnome be a good VP for Trump or are you skeptical there on some level
5: no she wouldn't and I think she's really not much more than a female Mike Pence
2: interesting that's the key information and- right there from a real South Dakotan here Rick you say no on on Christy Nome as trump's v p Yeah, and
5: what we voted for, her. we had her yard signs the whole thing a lot of the neighbors hated us because we put the yard sign up, and uh I'll tell you, um I just threw a yard sign in the garbage i uh just yesterday we were going to keep it because we thought you know that'd be some uh, kind of a keepsake, but I just the the stuff i've seen she's very evasive um and very arrogant. And no more uh, pences,
2: Rick, right? I mean, would you agree? No more pences? We can't do that again. Thank you. Yes. And that's the bottom line. So we got to find a VP who's not going to be a pence. That's that's and, 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 that's and, good and, info on Gnome because I'm a skeptical not, already. Yeah. Yeah, and not, not promote them. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you.
0: Listen to podcast of Backbone Radio with Matt Dunn at 710KNUS.com. Up road, and pray to God I see
2: it Let's keep this playing under us there, I'm Blake man
0: the
2: Man, what a salute Think to Backbone Country To without, all the saddle pals out there Got ride six Texas to ride studio saying Lori tonight. Lightfoot there Wow so me, Yeah mama, like Rock me mama Like a wagon rockin wheel me, mama, hey. Boy, isn't that a good one That just puts you in that right place, doesn't it? That tune one Saddle Pal sent a visual of Beetlejuice standing next to Lori Lightfoot, and um, that image is going to stick with me a while. (laughs) Thank you for that one. Man, I'll tell you. Yeah, and by the way, no more pences. And for the Senate, no more Mitches. Mitch McConnell down... He'll step out in November after he does a little bit more damage. But John Thune from South Dakota. I should have asked Rick about John Thune because John Thune is going to be every bit as bad as uh, as Mitch McConnell, maybe even going backwards. John Cornyn from Texas, the rhino guy who doesn't like the Second Amendment and seems to like the wide-open border and is all about Ukraine's borders, he's throwing his hat in the ring for Senate majority or minority leader, maybe majority uh, next time around after 2024, after the Trump red wave. But uh, no Cornyn, no way, no Thune. We should start thinking about who we might like. And I'd say Rand Paul, Rand Paul, maybe. Uh, Maybe there's, you know, uh, some senator, one or two or three that maybe are not completely and totally compromised by the corruption of the Senate GOP which has been one of the most useless entities ever, allowing the destruction of this country on their watch. Quick point. Uh, They always like to say, oh, the Trump war, uh, they're a part of a cult. You know, you have to pathologize people that are your political opponent, you know. And we started off the hour that way with MSNBC saying, white rural rage, they're racist, they're xenophobic, they're conspiracists, they're they're deniers, they're anti-democratic, they're... They're they're pro violence and polit- all of it. Of course, they're pointing the finger only at themselves. Of course, you know, they're, they're trying to pathologize your opponent when they're the ones who are the sick ones, of course. But uh, then they say, "Oh, you're a cult." Who is the cult? Here's a little note. There's a fellow, um, Adam Rubenstein, former New York Times opinion staffer, writes this essay in the Atlantic that uh, you know when he was on the in New York Times. Which is a cult. Um, He uh, went to a 2019 orientation meeting at the New York Times and got himself scolded because he had cited Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. He had talked about his favorite crispy chicken sandwich and he had spoken favorably about the chicken sandwiches at Chick-fil-A. And he got scolded by the cultists at the New York Times. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll mean, i tell you, like I said, the, 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 the cult is in the Beltway. The cult is in the New York Times. Those are very weird people that they, they're exhibiting these cult-like behaviors and cult-like characteristics. No, you cannot have a favorite Chick-fil-A sandwich. No, you cannot go to Chick-fil-A. That place that's run by those Christian types, the Christians, used to not even be open on Sundays. I think they're open on Sundays now. And by the way... Not exactly health food, this Chick-fil-A stuff, but, uh, you know, that's just... uh, I'm not endorsing the... it's not health food, but um, anyway, who is the cult? You know the answer to who the cult is. And speaking of cults and the sickness on top, we're rolling with that John Lennon phrase here um, about the maniacs and the insane people running the world. Mike Benz who um, is one of the foremost experts on uh, deflogisticizing. Look up the word phlogiston and deflogisticating the media, and that's that's a word. Some of you scientists out there might know that word, one of my favorites. But Mike Ben says, mark my words, when the dust settles, we will learn that Ukraine was the largest CIA operation in history, end quote. Going back to 2014, the CIA-sponsored Maidan color revolution, which was, in my... We're going to look back at that as one of the stupidest things we've ever done. Hey, we're going to peel away Ukraine away from Russia and spend hundreds upon billions and lose a whole generation of folks from Ukraine to do it. Um, Absolute craziness. And um, on this, Tucker Carlson makes a point or two. And where did I hide my, uh, my Tucker clips? Um... CIA out there subverting democracy. And the New York Times basically came out and admitted, by the way, that it was our own CIA that provoked this whole Russia-Ukraine scenario. Who were the provokers of the Ukraine scenario? I've been saying from the start, it was America that provoked that whole Ukraine scenario. You have to understand enough about geopolitics and the history of that to understand that. I've been saying it all the way along, but more people are waking up to that little fact inconvenient fact right Um, here's Tucker on this The fact that CIA is playing in domestic
1: politics and actually has for a long time is shocking. You can't have that. The reason I'm so mad is I really believe in the idea of representative government acknowledging its imperfections. But like, I should have some say, I live here, I'm a citizen. The fact that they would be tampering with American democracy is so outrageous to me. And I don't know why, why is only Glenn Greenwald mad about it? I mean, it's confirmed it's not like a fever dream. It's real. They played in the last election domestically. And I guess it shows how dumb I am because they've been doing that for many years. The guy who took out Mossadegh lived on my street, one of the Roosevelt CIA officers. So, I mean, again, I grew up around this stuff, but I never really thought, I never reached the obvious conclusion, which is that if the U.S. government subverts democracy in other countries in the name of democracy, it will over time subvert democracy in my country. Why wouldn't it?
2: That is what has been happening. These people that talk about our democracy, they are these subcontractors. Subverters of it, ladies and gentlemen. That is that is just the way it goes.
4: Uh, I'm not a threat. I'm the one that's ending the threat to democracy.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got that right. Ending the threat to democracy posed by the usual suspects
1: it was to- 100% stolen. Are you like joking? it was rigged to a, that large of a degree. Yeah, they, they completely change the way people vote. Right before the election on the basis of COVID, which had nothing to do with... So in that way, it was rigged, meaning... 100 And then... Manipulated. Then you censor the information people are allowed to get. Anyone who complains about COVID, which is like... By the way, it might have hurt Trump. But, I mean, it's like, whatever. I mean, you could play it many different ways. You can't have censorship in a democracy, by definition. Here's how it works. The people rule they vote for representatives to carry their agenda to the capital city and get it enacted. That's how they're in charge. And then every few years they get to reassess the performance of those people in an election.
2: There's Tucker Carlson saying that the election in 2020 was 100% stolen from Trump.
1: It was 100% stolen. There you go.
2: 100% stolen from Trump. Who is meddling in democracies around the world? Who is meddling in our own democracy? And by the way, Thanks for the multiple texts that Chick-fil-A is still not open on Sundays. (laughs) See, you keep me on track. Amen, and bless you, you're keeping me on track. Chick-fil-A is not open on Sundays. Those Christians, Mika and Joe on MSNBC, they're they're so mad at these Christians in the New York Times, they won't let you have a favorite Chick-fil-A sandwich because, you know, you get scolded for that kind of stuff when you're part of the New York Times cult or the MSNBC cult and the rest of it. Yeah, rest my case. Thank you for the helpful info. And Brad in Lakewood, thanks for hanging a sec, Brad. And what's on your mind this evening, sir?
3: I'm afraid Mike Johnson is starting to hurt the uh, Republican Party financially. I was at caucus training the other night, and the end of the meeting, the topic of donations came up. And I quite uh, told the person uh, who asked me, uh, I'm not going to donate any money to the Republican Party because of what mike johnson is doing and i wasn't the only one in the room saying the same thing and uh the poor woman that got murdered down in athens georgia steve bannon w- is basically saying that mike johnson's to blame for that as well because he continues to pass the R's and he won't close the border and you could also blame a uh, republican governor brian kemp for that murder because uh along with doug ducey because they both helped cover up stolen elections so uh getting back to Mike Johnson, uh. I think he's a cancer on the party, and now people, it's hurting us financially.
2: Well, I wish Mike Johnson was doing a better job, but uh, he likes to tweet about, oh, this border, Biden should do something about it. He tweets about it. He doesn't do anything about it. He's alienating the voters all over again. And I do think that Mike Johnson exudes wimpitude, the new Republican Speaker of the House with the slim majority of GOP, right? Does, does, does he exude wimpitude to you, Brad, a little bit or a lot, maybe?
3: Well, a- a- absolutely. He's, he's the wrong person for the job. And McCarthy is just as bad. And we can't get Andy Biggs elected speaker. So uh, we're, we're in a real gym.
2: Yeah. And um, Trump outperforms all other Republican candidates by a lot for this reason, is that the voters look at it, someone says Republican and they think you know Mitch McConnell or Nikki Haley or, or Mike Johnson now, right? A McCarthy type it's, That that's why Trump's outperforming. Thank you, sir. Backbone hey, Radio, you you Matt Dunn on Denver's local you're talk you're leader, News Talk you're
0: Seven Ten, K and U S.
3: Oh, Lordy, Lord, oh rock my soul, why
4: don't you rock my soul?
3: Well, you rock my soul. rock, rock my soul. rock my soul. rock emi, rock, oh, Lordy, oh my soul, why don't you rock my soul?
2: Oh, you gotta love it there! That uh, was Elvis Presley and the Jordanaires doing a little "Rock My Soul" spontaneous riff there, as we bring this sacred Sunday to a close around here at Backbone Radio, and hope you've had a sacred one. And boy, we've covered a lot of ground, and gonna talk with Collar Jay in just a moment about the concept of faith. And faith, boy, that's that's one that. Sometimes it seems easy, right? And sometimes it seems less easy. But I say, just come what may, no matter what, work on that little, that little torch, that little candle of faith inside your soul. Do the best you can with it. And uh, in some ways, that is the point of it, what Kierkegaard called the leap of faith. There's times where it might seem irrational, there's times where it might seem so hopeless and so dark, but just make that leap anyway. Nothing's stopping you. That's, that's the point of it all. At any rate, Rick from South Dakota did check back and amplify that. He says John Thune, the senator of South Dakota, if he's the next match, He's just another glorified Christy gnome, which is another evasive creature of the establishment. So we're saying... No more pences for VP for Trump and no more mitches in the Senate, okay? No more pences, no more mitches. Those are the mottos we are rolling forward with. And before the phones, I just I found a just a, a slightly inspirational quote from, from all places Richard Nixon, former president. And this program started Backbone Radio. We started John Andrews and I started this program back in 2004. Sitting in here on a dark night in the winter, launching Backbone Radio. Oh, long may she wave. Anyway, John Andrews had been a speechwriter for Richard Nixon and was then stepping out of his his uh, state senate president for the state of Colorado and started up this radio program. And I was there and looking like a deer in the headlights, you know, looking at these microphones. And I was like, oh. Anyway, so we always had a lot of good conversations about Nixon over the years and our years together, wonderful years doing this program. We need to bring John Andrews in sometime to say another uh, hello. He and I are in regular touch, and we have a lot of wonderful conversations. But at any rate, uh, you know, Nixon was always, he always had a hard time with the media. They didn't like him, the media industrial complex. And uh, you look back on Watergate, Do you wonder, was that a CIA deal there? Was that, a, was that a rigged deal there? Do you ever wonder? Anyway, but Nixon on character, strength of character.
3: There are those who suggest that you were
1: awed, almost overawed, by Jack Kennedy's money, social grace, position. No,
6: I don't buy that. Uh, I think everybody tries to rewrite history in terms of what the, uh, the book should read. Uh, But uh, while I do not have money, and perhaps while uh, I am not blessed with particular social grace, uh, I have a confidence that comes from a different source. i fought my way up all the way. Uh, And I don't mean that somebody who didn't have to fight his way can't make it too. But believe me, when you've gone through the fires of having to work your way through school, of having to fight campaigns with no money, uh, of having to do it all on your own, uh, you come out a pretty strong man. And you're not and you're not in awe of anybody,
2: there you go, Nixon, working your way up, you got nothing, you never had anything. you had to work your way up. Hey, that can build some strength of character, and even if you maybe had something, you started out with something, well, you still got to work your way up from that, or even through that. those things can be obstacles, can they not and uh oh one more Nixon before we chat on the phone lines or actually one more John Lennon real quick uh... i gotta got to wait till he says the Doris Day. Let's,
3: let's, Doris. Dig it. Dig it.
2: Yeah, dig, dig it, man. It. What does Doris Day have to do with the CIA? Well, I guess it rhymes, man. I guess it rhymes. Hey, Nixon on the media industrial complex.
6: Well, they have much more power than most people would like to think. Uh, when we think of the media in this country, the problem is uh, that they have a sense of self-righteousness. Uh, a double standard on issue after issue after issue. Uh, They can find everything wrong with somebody else, but they will not look inside and ever admit that they could be wrong themselves. And what was involved here in the Watergate thing was the unfairness of it. Oh, there was a legitimate thing to investigate, but they refused to balance it. Uh, They allowed their advocacy to get ahead of their reporting, which is their job to do. You know, President Eisenhower in his farewell address uh, wrote about and warned against the power of the uh, military industrial complex. Uh, I didn't get a chance to make a farewell address, but uh, when I get old enough and decide to retire, and I'm not planning it at the moment, but when I get that old, uh, if I make a farewell address, I think I would warn against the media elitist complex. You know, the media is always talking about uh, the imperial presidency, the power of the imperial presidency. I think we ought to hear a little bit of discussion of the imperial media and its power. You see, presidential power is limited, limited by the courts, limited by the Congress. The media's power is unlimited.
2: Some to think about from Nixon here, a little inspiration. Little motivation from Richard Nixon, of all people, there. Just throwing a few things out there. The media industrial complex, the censorship industrial complex. And like I said, Elon Musk has changed that with Twitter X. He's opened one avenue of mainstream free speech, at least opened it better than it used to be. And that's got the elites um, mighty nervous. They're not used to a level playing. They're not used to being able to not censor you who whenever they take a notion and press a button and you're gone. Makes sense. That explains a lot of what is happening. And Jay in Castle Rock, thank you for being here. Maybe a thought about faith on this Sunday, Jay?
7: Yeah, I just wanted to recall the 2016 election for Trump. Uh, we were giving instructions, obviously, from a lot of different folks, and we knew how bad Hillary was, but our priest was very vocal about the evil uh group um, that we know to be the Clintons. So that next Sunday, I went down to Douglas County and to Elbert County. And this was in December, uh, or actually November before the election. And there were so many Christmas lights lit up in Douglas County and Elbert County, everywhere. All kinds of crosses and stars and, and the little ranches down there were lit up just beyond, believe it. there's like it, I go down there quite a bit. And I was just realizing that they were kind of showing their faith, as we all need to, to to know that we can overpower this evil. And I do mean they are truly evil. What they're doing currently to our, what should be our current president, ex-president, is is really like the KGB used to operate.
2: Yep, Astasi, KGB America.
7: yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, think about what they're they're pulling on him and coming at him from six different directions to try to keep him out of office. Six ways from Sunday.
2: Aside. Yeah, but you're yeah, saying faith, right. faith in a moment yeah. like this.
7: Yeah. Well, that's the true strength of, of our uh, group of people here, because America is a private uh, club of people of faith. You don't have to have that. But You certainly are welcome to do so.
2: If you do, it's better. That's right. We can win. Amen to that, Jay. Boy, Jay, so well said. What a great capstone for this wonderful program. Thank you, Jay. Thanks to all the callers, the texters, and to Blake back there. See you next Sunday.